Welcome to Jazz South Spotlight, a podcast series shining a light on outstanding talent from the south of England. I'm Kevin Legend and I'll be meeting six bands from across the region who've been specially commissioned by Jazz South to create new music. Originally part of a scheme to perform to live audiences across the south of England, Jazz South Spotlight is a digital reimagination to reach audiences everywhere in 2020 through new tracks. In this series, I'll explore the background, influences and inspirations of each band as well as playing excerpts from their brand new work. This week, I'm talking to Ian Ballamy. Jason Ribello, wonderful pianist, who is a member of your quartet. Jason is somebody who I, I think you've known since the 80s, or that's, that's when he emerged as this bright new talent in British jazz. What's it like to be playing with him, to have him in the band? It's been great. It started actually about seven years ago with Jason because we got together doggy walking and then recorded some Christmas tunes, carols and Christmas songs and put them out on SoundCloud. And then we did it the following year and the following year and it became a thing we did every Christmas. That was how I kind of reconnected with him, having not really played with him much since the 90s all musical relationships you know you can throw a super band of people together like Norman Grant's used to with mixed degrees of success working with Jason we can play great together because you know we've got a lot of shared influences and a lot of shared friends and history but to actually click together really really it takes time I mean you can't hurry love that was the song wasn't it He's such a strong player as well, like rhythmically, you have to get used to really being on the case when you play with him, because if you take your eye off the ball for a moment, he can confound you with something complicated and interesting, but absolutely right. So that took a little while, but it's been lovely, um, lovely to kind of get to know him. And his playing has also changed over the years. It's gone from being less fusion-y and burning jazz to more pastoral and more interested in some of the folky and the more classical influences that are out there in the spectrum so I guess our kind of Venn diagram crossover of what we're about has got bigger over the years rather than smaller. Yes absolutely it's kind of an expansion of of ideas and perspectives. We've got Percy Perseglove, great bass player and trumpeter and um, Mark Whitlam on drums who between them have a really really wide range of experiences playing in lots of different settings and from different generations as well. Is that an exciting thing for you as a musician who was around before these younger players to actually have them in your group? Absolutely, completely. I have to think about how I felt about John Taylor, for example, when I was younger. Although we're all very equal in a band, you know, like nobody talks up or down to anyone else. You have to bear in mind that since Jason and myself have been playing so much longer, I think it's really quite a thing for them to be playing with us. They see it as a quite a significant thing. And it does work both ways. I mean, look, at someone like Percy who's I mean we let him play one tune or two tunes a night on flugelhorn but he's absolutely marvelous flugelhorn player and the way he plays bass is kind of like a Breton French sort of style or something like one of those very prodigious very physical very busy bass players it's very vigorous and very animated and I really love that provided you've not got the drummer who's doing the same thing so it's busy bass player steady drummer is a combination which I really like it reminds me a bit of the dynamic between say Sam Jones and Billy Higgins or Buster Williams and Albert Tootie Heath the bass player can be 
pushier and springier and naughtier, <laughs> if you like. Okay, well, let's hear just how this group actually sounds with this beautiful piece, Ivan, a tribute to the great Brazilian singer-composer Ivan Lins. And we'll talk about him specifically and talk about the recording process as well after we've heard the music. <laughs> Ivan by the Ian Ballamy Quartet, featuring Jason Ribello on piano, Percy Persglove on double bass, and Mark Whitlam on drums. This piece, as I mentioned, it's a tribute to the great Brazilian singer and composer Ivan Lins. His songbook is really, really incredibly rich. He's written a lot of great pieces. He's kind of right up there with his predecessors, such as Antonio Colas Jardim and Joao Gilberto and Milton Nascimento, etc. Brazilian music has this, this wonderful, rhythmic quality but it's also very sensual as well kind of primarily because of the musical nature of the Portuguese language is that part of the appeal to you these these two elements there's the actual music the kind of fluency and the, and the beauty of the music and also the beauty of the language as well it's interesting because I don't speak Portuguese so that could be an advantage if a song had sort of uh, corny lyrics or something I, I'm not aware of it I'm just listening to the beautiful sound of the language well that's the thing some of them do have corny lyrics <laughs> yeah, they still sound so so amazing. I'm luckily I'm blissfully unaware. You know, <laughs> in terms of the melting pot that makes up the music, it's got everything in it. It's got the classical harmony, it's got the jazz harmony, it's got fantastic rhythms, it's an amalgamation of lots of different stuff. It's dancey, it's sad, it's sexy, it's sophisticated, it's got all the qualities that you could possibly want from music. With no disrespect to jazzy jazz, it can be very nerdy sometimes and very uninviting to a lot of people who haven't found a way to understand it or haven't grown up around it. Somehow or other, I think this music is very generous and very inviting I it makes me feel good let's put it that way it's, it lifts my spirits during the time of lockdown I felt like I wanted to write a, a piece to celebrate that and also to try and just to create a good feeling like the feeling I get when I listen to Milton Nascimento or Ivan Lins or Palmetto Pascal or Tom Jobim or something like that so really I think it was just sort of gravitating towards the warmth and the light in a difficult and isolated time it seemed like the best kind of commission I could write was something that celebrated the hope and the joy of music that's why I went for it rather than just thinking I know I'll write a, a bossa nova sort no, it of it makes thing. perfect sense because it is incredibly uplifting music and I think we can all take a lot of 
solace from it. And Brazilian music, generally speaking, has been part of your musical vocabulary for many years. Go right back to Loose Tubes, the big band that you were in. The influence of Hermeto Pascual was very clear on that group. And then in subsequent projects, either as band leader or in other groups, where we hear his influence as well. And you've just explained very clearly why Brazilian music is so appealing. Do you think about how you've integrated those influences and, and how that might have changed over the years? Has that, that sort of the rhythmic drive and the incredible colour that Hermeto brings to his music, Hermeto Pascual, is that something that you think you've just integrated into your general vocabulary as a musician now? Hermeto is truly inspirational. A few years ago I did uh, some British big band with Hermeto's group tours and I even did a little duo recording at Premises, just the two of us, which was wonderful. We had a day off from the tour and through Jovinho Santos Neto, who translates everything for Hermeto, I said, would Hermeto be up for doing a little recording on, on the day off? I'm just gathering some duets with various people like Kenny Werner and other musicians I wanted to play with. He said, yes, Hermeto would be up for doing that. So we met at Premises, went to the studio out the back and did some free improvisations. And I think we played uh, All the Things You Are as well in a very uh, Hermeto-esque kind of way. And then at the end of it, I said, I'll drop you back at your hotel, which was called The Rookery. It was down in uh, the city of London or near the city of London. It occurred to me whilst I was stuck at the lights and looking in my rearview mirror, I could see Hermeto in the back of my car, which is just weird. That's all I can say. In my rearview mirror was Hermeto and I was trying to pinch myself, you know. And I thought at no stage did I mention anything to do with offering any money or anything like that. So I grabbed into my pocket and I got some money from a gig I'd done the night before, a little wadge of cash, maybe 230 quid or something. And I, without saying anything, I just grabbed it and I shoved my hand back between the seats to Hermeto to give him this wad of money, you know. And then I felt something shoving my hand back. <laughs> I tried again and it shoved it back more emphatically and there was a little uttering in the back of the car and the Jovino said um, Hermeto says the only notes he wants from you are musical notes thank you very much yeah that was the only notes he wanted and in the true spirit of his outlook about music and the musical universe and the fact that music is universal the thing also I love about the generous music from Brazil is that it doesn't seem to be trying to own the genre in the way that you know some other types of music like jazz and classical factions of jazz or factions of classical music they seem fixated on the provenance and authenticity rather than the openness and the globalness of music underlying all of that is the most inspiring thing for me which is that music's generous and sharing and inclusive and it's not about banging up the posts and pillars and saying I'm a real jazz musician because I play real jazz and I came from this place and I do it like this. So an open-minded approach for sure yeah I, I think that's something we would all subscribe to. Ian as we're talking about inspirational people like Hermeto is there a piece of music that you'd like to share with us, something that, that you can introduce that, that's been particularly inspiring to you over the years? There's one track which he wrote, which uh, I play with Hugh Warren a lot, and it's um, spoken with an English accent. It's called O Farol Ki Nos Gia, which means the lighthouse that guides us or the light that guides us. And it's from the album by Hermeto called uh, Festa Dos Deus, like the Festival of the Gods. I think that's an amazing piece and I, I play it with you on a lot because we want to share it. We're like a couple of uh, evangelists sharing this piece wherever we go, you know. Fantastic.
Any idea what you'll do with the band? Do you think you'll do some more recording in a socially distanced way? Will there be a couple of tentative gigs? You got any sort of idea of what's on the horizon? Honestly, not 100% clear. Really, like this is live music that needs to be played live. I think if we can find opportunities to maybe make a socially distanced gig with a small audience and film it nicely and broadcast it and share it out. One of the things we've learned over lockdown, I think, is that plenty of people who are maybe elderly or vulnerable or just live far away or just can't come out, they can't drive. Plenty of people have really appreciated the chance just to sit down with a gin and tonic and tune into a, a gig online. And I think it'll become less of an exciting novelty. I think it does provide a great solution if you can find a way to do it well, just to reach out to people who would love to come to your gig, but for one reason or other are unable to. So maybe maybe looking forward, that would be good to find a, a quality way of doing that rather than just a sort of emergency back of the garage job. In that case, we'll see you at the gig in cyberspace. <laughs> see you there. See you next time. Thank you, Ian. And to hear Ivan by the Ian Bellamy Quartet, visit www.jazzsouth.org.uk slash spotlight. Next week, I'll be speaking to Paul May of the band Fourth Page. Jazz South supports the development of jazz across the south of England outside London. It is led and hosted by Turner Sim Southampton, a concert hall and live music producing organisation, with support from the University of Southampton and funding from Arts Council England. I'm Kevin Legend, and this has been a Two Degrees West production for Jazz South. <laughs> <laughs>